Welcome to BIPOC Rising, a space to challenge, learn, transform, and thrive as individuals in the collective BIPOC community. I'm your host, Dr. Christina Vivit, a transformative coach, consultant, and speaker with a background as a doctor of physical therapy and a community health researcher. I thrive on supporting individuals through their journeys and creating meaningful lives, experiencing transformation, and recognizing the humanness in all of our experiences. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. Our episode today is on intentional parenting as a Latina woman, and we have our guest, Elizabeth Navarro-Martinez. So before we dive in, I just want to start with an intro. Elizabeth Navarro-Martinez is a daughter of immigrants from the highlands of Jalisco, Mexico. She is a mother of two boys, a wife to her high school sweetheart, and an older sister. She graduated from Cal State University, Long Beach, with a Bachelor of Arts in Liberal Studies with a multicultural concentration. She is actively raising two feminist anti-racist boys while learning how to be a gentle parent, striving to break generational trauma and decolonizing her thinking through healing her inner child. Okay, Elizabeth. So with all that said, I'll let you take it away and introduce yourself too. Hey, Christina. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. I do feel honored that you asked me to to be a part of your podcast. Just happy to be here. So let's dive right in. So my first question, to start off, can you clarify the difference between the terms Hispanic and Latino? The difference between those two terms is, well, Hispanic is somebody that that is from a Spanish-speaking country. So that could include Spain, for example, Spain is not included as a part of the Latino community because they're not from a Latin American country. So, for example, Brazil is a country that is considered Latino but not Hispanic. Their primary language is not Spanish, it's Portuguese. Now, another thing with the term Latino, in recent times, it's kind of evolved to Latin X or Latine to be more gender inclusive, but those would be the difference between the two terms. Okay. And tell us, since we're talking about intentional parenting today, tell us a little bit more about your motherhood journey. When I was a kid, I, for some reason, would always gravitate towards children I have always loved children. I think they're funny. I think they're so smart. I just, I've always, you know, whenever we were out anywhere and somebody had a baby, I was like, oh my God, a baby. So cute. Let me go and play with them. Or I'm that creep that will wave at your baby behind you. (laughs) (laughs) And people who know me, like they've always said like, you know, that people have asked me to babysit their kids or like they know how much kids mean to me. So I always thought I'm going to be a natural. I'm going to, you know, it's going to be easy for me because I've always been around kids. My sister is almost nine years younger than me. So I did change her diapers. I would feed her sometimes to help my mom and not just to help my mom, but also because I, I wanted to be, 
helpful. I wanted to take care of her. I wanted to play with her. So I felt like I had some parenting, not parenting experience, but just experience with kids in general. So then I, um, in 2019, I had my first little boy and I feel like I was in for a rude awakening <laughs> because it's, it's hard. Not only that, I was one of those people that would say, you know, my parents raised me right and I'm going to do what they did because it worked for me and I'm fine. And then, you know, you start learning or educating yourself on the topic of parenting and you come across things like gentle parenting and you realize that even though your parents did do an amazing job and they are amazing parents, that there's always room for improvement. Once you start trying to become an intentional parent, you will realize that it's way more difficult than you initially thought. Pretty much being an intentional parent just means doing things better (laughs) for your kids than was done with you and not to bash on your parents. Can you tell us a little bit more about what gentle parenting is and then what that means to you? For me, gentle parenting just simply means being respectful and kind. A lot of times I think kids get treated as less than or their opinions are not valued. Their feelings are minimized. And if we're supposed to be guiding our children to, you know, have the tools that they need to cope with things in the future as adults, I think we need to start respecting our children as whole humans, not as less than, you know, explaining things to them, not just saying, do this because I said so, or don't do this because I said so. It also means being nonviolent. You know, whenever there's an issue or, you know, some kind of conflict between either you and your child or between, you know, both of your kids, sometimes the easy thing to do would just be to yell and to, you know, maybe even put hands on your kids. And that's not part of gentle parenting. You have to, well, the goal is to make them feel like you are a safe place. You as a parent are there to guide them, not to instill fear on them or to minimize their feelings. When they're having a tantrum, for example, instead of minimizing the reason for their tantrum, you try to empathize with them. And instead of also sending them to their room or sending them away or being, you know, I feel like if you do that, like it sends a message that you're saying, whenever you're having a hard time, like just get out of my face and go figure it out on your own. You know, as someone who is trying to gentle parent, who's trying to because I'm still learning. I'm still learning what it means to be a gentle parent. But, you know, if my, my kid's only about to be two, he's about to be two years old. So he's starting the tantrums and, you know, he has a really big emotion sometimes. And, you know, whenever he does, like, I try to explain to him, like, I'm sorry, I can't let you throw whatever at the window. You know, I have to, I try to give him a reason. 
I also like let him know that I still love him and I ask him if he needs a hug and you know it just means being respectful I try to compare it to you know if you ever have any kind of like issue with like a coworker or a friend or your partner even it, it wouldn't be acceptable to hit them or to yell at them and to scream at them and to talk down to them and things like that. So why are we doing that to our kids? That's a really interesting analogy to think about and really beautifully said with your ways of gentle parenting, what that means to you and how that can be different from what's not gentle parenting. Speaking to generational trauma, this can be a very sensitive topic for a lot of us share what you feel comfortable with. What are your ways of addressing generational trauma through intentional parenting? I think the biggest thing for me is therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just going to therapy. I wish it was something that I did prior to having kids. Well, I wasn't therapy prior to having kids, but it was more situational. I feel like now it's I. I do it more as like a maintenance thing, but just really having somebody to break down why you think a certain way or how the way that you grew up will affect the way that you parent. And something that I learned in my journey of, in my journey of learning about how to be a gentle parent and what it means, I've come across some information that points back to violence against children rooting or stemming from colonialism. So, you know, the idea that you have to have blind obedience towards somebody in power, and that was done through violence. And I think that was one of the things that was passed down. And to this day, people will continue to do that, to beat their kids. Making the decision to not do that, I think it's also a way to break that curse. There's a saying that I hear a lot when people feel disrespected or when, when they feel that they're being talked down to. People say, you know, you're talking to me like a kid. Are you talking to me like a child? That just makes the assumption that kids are meant to be talked down to. Kids are meant to be disrespected. And my intent with parenting is to do the complete opposite. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an excellent point. Therapy can be extremely helpful for addressing trauma. And also overall, your point with that saying, don't talk to me like a kid that's something that's really interesting to think about because I never even thought about that either. You know, like, why do we say that? And because we say that, what does that mean for the way we talk to kids? And why don't we value that exchange just as much as if we were talking to an adult or a colleague or someone of value in the conversation? So it's a good point. The next question, with regards to raising your kids, what are some of the ways you maintain cultural values, language, anything that you would like to 
pass on to your kids with regards to your culture? It was really important for me that they learn Spanish. To me, language is key to a culture. So is food. But if my children were to learn Spanish, I feel like it would make it so much easier for them to get in touch with their culture. I grew up speaking Spanish. My parents speak Spanish. You know, most of my family speaks Spanish. So it was important for me that they, that my kids learn Spanish so that they can communicate with their family members. I also want to hopefully soon be able to travel with them, take them to the town where their grandparents are from. It's where my husband and I got married in Mexico. It's called Atotonilco el Alto. It's in the, like I said, it's the highlands of Jalisco. It's where they make all the best tequila. <laughs> and as a child, I would go, you know, almost every summer and hang out with my cousins over there. And just, I feel like I, being immersed in the culture gave me a different perspective on how even my parents grew up. And I think it's important to know where you come from. So I try to speak to my kids mostly in Spanish. It's really important for me that they learn. And my parents are also a huge part of that because I remember coming home with my son, Sebastian, and my parents started trying to speak to him in English as a newborn. And I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. <laughs> you guys are the, the source here, the resource that I need for them to, to, to learn Spanish. So I asked them not to do that. They're probably the most important resource I have right now in them learning the language. Yeah, I think it's very important that, that they learn that so that they can learn where they come from and, and they can be prepared for whenever we do get the opportunity to travel again. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I think there's so much value in language as well as food and being able to communicate with your loved ones and through through meaningful ways, um, but also maintaining that bicultural presence in not only how you're being raised, but how you are conducting yourself in different situations, how you're loving on the people that you love, all of that. So for someone who is so self-giving, we talked a lot about your ways of sharing love with your kids, your ways of overall sharing culture with your kids. What are some of the practices that you have for yourself to make sure that you are also looking after yourself throughout your motherhood journey? It's a tough question because I do believe that you should take care of yourself in order to take care of others. And at the same time, being a mom of two boys in a pandemic with not the amount of support that you envisioned, I guess, or that I guess you would wish. It's really hard to take time for yourself and and take care of yourself and give back to yourself and fill your cup. But, you know, one of the ways 
or one of the simple ways that I have found I'm able to do that is by setting boundaries, especially right now that we're in a pandemic. I feel like that's very important for not just your mental health, but even your physical health too. Both of my kids were born into the pandemic. Well, almost. My firstborn was like a couple months old when things really started to go south. Um, but for my husband and I, our main priority has always been to keep our kids safe. And sometimes that meant having to keep our distance from people that we love. And it's it was very difficult. Setting a boundary is something that we had to do for the safety of our kids and for the safety of ourselves too. Just in learning how to say no to things, you know, something that I did learn growing up is like, you know, to be polite and to, you know, you, you're, well, I was taught not to stir, stir things up and just kind of go with the flow and, you know, to be a nice girl and whatnot. And I'm learning that that's not what fills my cup, <laughs> you know, not to be disrespectful, but just to stick up for yourself and listen to your gut and say no, you know, it's going to be awkward sometimes to shut people down or to decline an invite to a gathering or to say no to a favor that's being asked of you. It's a simple thing to do but it's also very difficult because it's, it feels unnatural. Right. Right. And especially considering, I feel like in my experience as well, the idea of don't stir the pot, put your head down, get what you need to done and just don't cause too many problems that can lead to very toxic things. And I think the idea of reclaiming where you are and where you stand in that and how you advocate for yourself in situations, I think that's something that a lot of us are trying to relearn and understand and navigate. Because if you come from a place where, you know, you just were encouraged to maintain how things are, you know, don't cause too much trouble. Trying to learn how to advocate for yourself is definitely a form of overall self-care within that. So good for you. That's, that's really, really powerful. And so overall, to summarize, what are your top three takeaways for intentional parenting? The top three things that I would say are the most important in gentle parenting and intentional parenting 
would be to be respectful. Just treat your kids with respect. Model the behavior that you want. Also, be okay with making mistakes. You know, be gentle also with yourself. You're not going to always get it right, but just going back and admitting your mistake is also very powerful. It's also a, bit a behavior that I want to model for my kids. So if I ever make a mistake or do something that I'm not proud of or that I wish I did differently, just owning it and try your best to, to repair to repair the damage or to repair the relationship. Also, I think just being loving. I feel like it comes down to just love. Love on your kids. Just show them kindness. Make sure that they know that they're important, that they're valued, that they can count on you for safety, for advice for guidance i think it all just comes down to just being loving just love your kids man <laughs> <laughs> yes yes that's beautiful so thanks so much for being a guest on bipoc rising i think those are three really great takeaways and you've done an excellent job with sharing your journey with intentional parenting and gentle parenting and so we are so happy to have you on the show today. And overall, I think the continuation of our journey in not only being better humans for other humans, but also being better people for ourselves, I think you did an excellent job with exemplifying that. So very, very nice. Thanks so much for sharing all that you did on today's episode. And I look forward to sharing space with you all on our next episode of BIPOC Rising. Thanks, everyone. Congratulations for taking another step in your Thrive journey and empowering those around you. BIPOC Rising is happy to support you. And if you would like to find me, you can find me on my website, www empoweredcommunity.com to explore ways that I can best support you and your goals. And don't forget, that's Empowered Community spelled with a Y-O-U in community. You can also take a look at the link in my podcast bio for my website. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.